Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. My name is Noor, and I am so excited about this week's guest. She's a Palestinian Syrian model, filmmaker, and creative. Welcome to the show, Lana Albaik. Hi, thank you so much for the intro. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, well, and again, like thanks so much for the like lovely introduction. So I'm Lana, as she introduced me. I am half Palestinian, half Syrian. Um, I'm based in Dubai. I am a film graduate and a political studies graduate, and I am currently modeling, <laughs> uh, kind of like part-time, hopefully full-time as well. And that's I mean, you are honestly, like every photo I've seen of you, genuinely, truly, I would happily frame in my home. No, like. <laughs> Like, guys, this girl was made to be, like, a model. Like, if you wear something, I will will buy it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you're too Um, kind. I swear, no, like, I could say the same about you, honestly. Big inspiration here. So I'm really honored and really, really happy to be on here and excited to take this conversation and see where where we pick our brains. And and who knows where it can go because (laughs) Lana and I were chatting prior to recording and we're both in very weird moods today. So, (laughs) so, you know, this could really go in any direction. Um, But I want to start by like kind of giving the audience a better idea of who you are. And, and you very graciously just did my job for me, I want to say, and introduced yourself so perfectly. Um, But where were you born? Because we, I also don't know these things. So we're going we're gonna to find out together. Okay, we're going to find out. Um, so I was born in Ajman, actually, in uh, the UAE. Oh, cool. Um, and I actually, it's just like a couple cities away from Dubai. And um, I moved to Dubai, oh my gosh, now it's four years ago. Okay. Um, and, but like I lived most of my life, you know, between Ajman, Sharjah, and Dubai, as well as Abu Dhabi, like you know, my whole life has been here. Um, basically how that happened, I'm just going to go ahead and answer the question. <laughs> my <laughs> dad is Palestinian. My mom's Syrian. However, my dad was born and raised um, in a refugee camp in Syria, in Halab, which is the same city my mother's from. And then, you know, if we want to get down into the details, he moved out of the refugee camp into a smaller city, like a smaller city within Halab. Uh, that's where he met my mom. Anyway, so eventually he moved here for work, and that's where my life started, I guess. <laughs> so your dad was a Palestinian refugee who, like, I guess, fled to Syria. He he didn't um, physically, you know, leave Palestine. Okay. It was mainly his siblings and his dad, my grandpa and my grandma. But okay. uh, he was born in the refugee camp. It's just, I find it, Got it. really ironic that we inherit um the the like the title of a refugee even though you don't really live a refugee life you know like yeah i was born in in the uae i yeah. did not live a refugee life but yeah that's the title i'm given you know and i think yeah that's pretty crazy it and, and it's genuinely one of those things that like is so hard i think to kind of even come to terms with because I, you know, feel like when I think of someone who is a refugee, I think of someone who had to flee and leave their land. But there are so many ways in which people become refugees. And I didn't realize until recently that both of my parents were refugees because in my mind, they would always say we're from Gaza. So I always thought they were born there, but they were not born there. 
They mm-hmm. fled to Gaza, but they never have called themselves refugees just because they're like, I don't think that my situation is as bad uh, as yeah, other yeah, yeah. people. And I don't want to take that away from them. So Wonderful. even in a situation yeah. where they have become refugees, they are still having empathy for the pain of other people. And they're still considering that other people have it much worse than they do. Honestly, Palestinian survival guilt is probably the craziest thing Palestinians, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, kind of like deal with, you know, between themselves. The craziest yeah. thing to deal with is definitely Israel, but I'm just saying. <laughs> in terms of emotions, survival guilt is really like a very confusing emotion and really, like I would go so far to call it stupid because it just makes you feel small. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. It It is definitely something that I know that I've struggled with and I know a lot of my friends have struggled with, especially with everything that's currently happening because these crimes against Palestinian people and and the ethnic cleansing of Palestinian people as it's been going on for decades but I think that in recent months it's just gotten to a level where it's accelerating and the 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 things that are happening to Palestinians are becoming progressively worse if that was even possible I think it was kind of unfathomable that things could get worse but they are getting worse and you know when you're a Palestinian like myself, who's been to Palestine once, I was not born there. Um, I feel such a deep connection and I feel so helpless. And then on top of this feeling of helplessness, where it's like, what can I do to help my people? I also feel guilty for the emotions that I'm feeling. Like when I feel sad, I feel guilty. Like I should not be sad. What am I sad about? Like, like Like I'm in with AC. Yes. Internet, electricity, water, you, you start to feel all these things and yeah, like it's just nonsensical in any way at all. And I mean, I can't even deny the fact that like the reason my mood is weird today and that I feel awful today is because everything that's happening in Silwan right now, as we're recording yeah. it, it's the 29th of June and yeah. the, the ethnic cleansing of Silwan has begun and they've begun demolishing buildings and I am yeah. just sitting here looking at these videos exactly. through my screen. And, and that's like the most. What can we do? And, and what can we do? And it's, it's this feeling of also like, if the world doesn't care, what am like, how can I make the world care? That's another thing that I think a lot of yeah. Palestinian diaspora put on ourselves yeah. is this responsibility that we feel so deeply that like, we need to, make people understand that is our job. We are outside of Palestine. We are communicating with people outside of Palestine. Mm -hmm. We need to let them know that this is happening. But unfortunately, most people don't care. Yeah. And like, it's just, I think, you know, okay, let's, let's set the facts here. I might be taking the conversation somewhere else, but I think it's a really important topic that people, um, a lot of people don't, don't really understand. And this applies not just about the Palestinian cause, but um, we're speaking in English right now. We're not talking in Arabic. Okay. Yeah. And like, we're, we are always trying to convince a Western audience, an audience who speaks English, an audience who is English. And if not English, it's American. Um, and it just baffles me sometimes. I just feel, I just feel ridiculous trying to explain to an American 
whose entire identity, his entire existence revolves around genocide and his entire pride revolves around genocide. I'm going to sit and explain what settler colonialism is. Like, I'm just pointing a mirror, you know, at them at this point. And sometimes that's something that um, I really just feel, and I don't want to say helpless entirely, but I want to say that I just feel like, what's the point of talking to people who genuinely take pride in being American and, mm-hmm. you know, calling themselves American, who take it really personal and it's such a big topic and the American identity and this, this and that, um, when um, their entire existence, their entire being is like, like Israel is a fraction of that, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and yeah, I think that's just, it's annoying to to really put in all this effort, all of all of the Palestinian artists, journalists, um, you know, all kinds of people who talk, try to talk to the world, uh, put in so much effort only to talk to people who are not just supporters of, of the cause, but also they have done this to others, you know? And it goes Absolutely. down to the civilian, not just, you know, the, the politicians and the ancestors and whatever. And yeah, I th- I don't know if I made sense. <laughs> no, that that makes perfect sense and and it's it is definitely something that's very relevant and as someone who I was born in America and for you know the period of time that I've lived in America there have been times where I felt this American pride this like yeah like fuck yeah America like we're the best and it's so like when you really when I sit there and reflect on it it's almost embarrassing but it's also like you're a product of your environment. And that is the environment 100%. as an American. You should be proud to be an American and you should be proud about the, of the, uh, of, you know, and feel, um, you know, indebted to the veterans who have, you know, lost their lives to defend your yeah. freedom and all of this shit. And it's like, you get older, at yeah, least for me, and you realize what the Bro. fuck am I proud of? What Even is there us, to be proud of? Yeah, born and raised entirely and completely. I mean, I don't want to say completely different at the end of the day, you know, but whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, I am exposed to American pop culture. I always, you are born with, with, and I'm not going to say you're born. You become accustomed to the self-loathing and self-degrading because of the American eye and the American, you know, vision towards you and stuff like that. So that when you grow up and you realize, oh, Oh, like the U.S. was also settler colonialist. Like, yep, you know, they even talk about that in movies, except yep. they actually take pride in it. And you just realize that this is the, like, steroids Israel, you know, and this is exactly what they're mm-hmm. trying to do. And the U.S. is just what what essentially Israel wants to be. And, and like, this is this is us looking into the future to see if, you know, Israel actually wins and they take over. This is what it will look like. I mean, South Africa, this- U.S., all of this. Like 1000%, like what you're saying, like it is a, like, it's like a copy paste situation. They, they killed the indigenous people or they put them in reservations where they're, you know, here's your special place just for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they completely erased their history and they completely rewrote the history. And not only did they rewrite the history, the way that history was presented to us, because I only went to school, like, um, uh, before college un- in elementary school, I went to elementary school until the second grade. And then I, all the rest of my school was abroad. So until the second grade, just until then I was able to learn just enough to know that 
they were like the savages and the Americans or the, the, you know, the, the, the people who came, they were like, you know, these very sophisticated, like they're, they, they are heroes. They're, they're amazing. And we celebrate Thanksgiving and we feel all this bullshit pride. That's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 4th of July weekend is coming up where it's independence day. And it's like, Oh God. Yeah. I, I am so sorry at this point. If, if you're an American and you celebrate the 4th of July, in my opinion, you're just basically saying, Hey, I'm a racist. Hey, look at me. I'm a racist. That's, that's what celebrating 4th of July represents to me is racism and, and, uh, you know, sugarcoating these colonial fucking acts as like some acts of being a hero. It's, it's so absolutely messed up. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Like, it's a joke. It's a big joke. Yeah. And um, this is something that I like I've been bringing up with my friends a lot lately where um, a, a, a person who is entirely not white has nothing to do with America except for a passport would present themselves to me as American. Like, hi, I'm this is that. And uh, I'm American, but my parents are from like, no, I'm not, you do that. I'm not talking. I can't do that. What do you mean? My parents are from you are from there. You're not from America. America is a made up place. It's a fake identity. It's like, stop. <laughs> Don't go like my parents are from. And and I only got to learn this recently. How I only got to maybe like I can say um, really materialize what the American identity pride is in like freshman year in college where my English literature professor, professor who was an, a white American and she was actually really like sweet she was telling us she's like you know it's actually insanely rude to ask someone where they're from when you're in america and when i learned that i was really confused because for us palestinians no matter where the hell we end up we're always going to make sure to let you know that like you ask us where we're from we're going to tell you we're from palestine we're going to tell you which town from which family we're from and what house and which land we were on in that very particular city you know well, and- it's, it is offensive and I can, and I'll tell you why it's offensive though. It's not offensive because I think that they're interested in where I'm from. It's almost a way for white people to basically be like, who are you? What are you doing in my country? That's why it's offensive because it's never out of like sheer interest. It's never because it's like a nice person who's like, oh, where are you from? It's more of like um, an attack. It's more to be like, like you're an intruder. You're an intruder. But, and the reason why for me, as someone who lives in America, it's important to let them know that I'm American is because we mm-hmm. all are, we are all immigrants. You are not, if we look at this white man's history, he was not fucking, he's not a native American. He's not an indigenous yeah. person. He is from Poland. He is from the UK. He is from somewhere fucking else. So but it's more so, know. right. And it's, it's this kind of like, power play move and that's why for me in my experience it is important to let them know hey no i was born in florida and i'm american not because i'm like fuck yeah america but because Mm. you think you're about to do something right now and and you're wrong and you're wrong i get that yeah 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 it's it's more like it's like a challenge type of it's a power flex it's It's a exactly there's a dynamic there yeah i get you it's but that's like the messed up part right is that you know, like, okay, for me, in my experience, I'm talking about this when I deal with it in Dubai, where, like, yeah. I meet someone and they're Iraqi and they go, like, 
yeah, but I'm Amer- I'm American, but my parents are Iraqi. Like, Habibi, your parents are not just Iraqi. You are also Iraqi. Like, that's, yes. that's not where the story ends, you know. But um, I guess I understand, like, when you're there, it's more like a battlefield and you got to yeah. play the cards. But the thing also is, is, like, I think we're conditioned a lot of, Arabs or even Muslims or any person yeah. who's not white, we're conditioned to almost feel like we need to assimilate into yes. American yeah. culture. Yes. And that if we don't, we are not progressive and we are backwards, mm-hmm. which are all colonial fucking ideologies that are being shoved down our throat. And yeah. it's like, I just had this conversation the other day, which is you need to like unlearn all of these things when you're living in America, you need them. You learn, you're forced to learn all of these things and you're made to believe that this is right. And this is cool. And then you have to actively unlearn them. Mm, Unfortunately, that's so true. It's something that I am still working on and I am a grown ass woman. And I still, because it's, it's never presented, right? It's never presented as like, hey, here's some colonial ideology. Like it's never presented that way. And then when you sit there and think about it, it's like, oh, wait. Oh, shit. (laughs) Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Why do I feel this way about this? Is it because of... What makes this a feeling? Yes. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Um, I'm actively rejecting it right now. (laughs) Yeah, which is like what we all need to start doing. Um, and and like, I think this is something very interesting and it's something that um, I've gotten compliments on that topic a lot because it's like, oh my God, wait, you're so you didn't go to like an American school, but your English is so good. Uh, or and sometimes people look at me and they're like, oh, you don't look Arab, like it's a good thing. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, like... <laughs> Take that back right now, you know, like absolutely people love to tell me, love to tell me, you don't even look Arab. To which I'm like, are you high? Like I <laughs> look extremely Arab. Like I could not look more Arab if I literally like shut the fuck up. Like, okay, wait, what is Arab looking? Like, I'm sorry. Also that <laughs> that's the other thing is who is defining what an Arab looks like? And I think yeah. that. Because unfortunately, so many people are ignorant, uncultured, whether it be intentional or not, in yeah. their mind, unless you look like literally Aladdin, you don't look Arab. Like truly. Oh my like, gosh. <laughs> and it'll be so interesting when people see my nieces and nephews and they're like, oh, well, they look white because they're half white because they have blonde hair and blue eyes. And I'm like, cool. Go to literally the village that my parents are from. Yeah. There's a lot of other Arabs who have blonde hair and blue eyes. Not that that should be praised, but yeah, but like that is also how Palestinians look. Yeah. That's, like it's not like a special thing. Like you go to Palestine, you see a kid with colored eyes, and you're not like, wow, what a rare gem I yeah, found. Like <laughs> we've we, got we've got them all, you know. Here, it's not it's not your. You're we all look different. We all look yeah. very different depending on where we're from. Even not even in the Arab region, but in Palestine. In the city, like in cities. Like for me, yes. in Halab, it, sometimes I, I meet someone here in Dubai and I'm like, mm, they're blonde, they have blue eyes. These guys are definitely from Halab. Yep. The second yep. I hear Harfajim, 
I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, <laughs> I guessed it right. Or they could be Iraqi. Like, it's just, it's just really ridiculous. No, but yeah, like this, this, you know, I, I grew up here. Okay. And uh, I went to Arabic school my whole life. I did not study in an American Institute until I went to college because of course, the only uh, prestigious universities are the American ones, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, growing up, I always like hated my parents for putting me in every <laughs> school with all the not cool kids. And man, like I wish I studied biology and English and all of that. I used to, uh, because of course, again, our books were translated from English mm-hmm. to Arabic. So a lot of the times, half the text doesn't make sense, but that's irrelevant right now. A lot of the times the certain terms would be written in English and I would make the extra effort to learn them in English because I want to be cool or whatever. Um, and then I went I went to college and I met all my, fr- you know, my new friends who graduated from American or British schools. And I realized that like, oh, okay, in Noadi, I wasn't really missing out on anything. It's all the same. You and weren't. the end, they, everybody had a condescending attitude of like, oh, wow, you went to Arabic school, but how come your English is so good? Or like stuff like that, you know, and it's like, oh my gosh, like this ain't it, you know, it, it, <laughs> Western lifestyle is not it. it I feel not- like you're speaking to my soul right now. Because, <laughs> again, guys, I want to make it clear. Like I've spoken to Lana very briefly, very, we don't know each other that well. I lived in the Emirates. I lived in the Emirat for four unfortunate years. And I went to those American schools the way people were so obsessed with American and Western culture. And I was an asshole and the kids in my class still thought I was cool. And I was like, fuck you guys. You're racist because they were racist because they would be nice to me because I was American, not because I was Palestinian. Mm -hmm. And if there was a girl in the class who was Palestinian, they would not be as nice to her because she's just a Palestinian. And I saw that shit right away. And I was like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. We're yeah. not going to do this thing where I'm going to like be like, oh, well, you like me. So yeah, let's all be assholes. Like, no, I'm going to be assholes to you. And then I'm going to be nice <laughs> to those kids. But it is this obsession. And again, this is this is because of colonialism. All of these things are due to fucking white people who went around and decided this is the way things should be. And it really stuck with people. It really, 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 really made an impact on people and you can see it throughout i would say everything in every culture whether it's colorism whether it's you know applauding people for having a good american sounding accent when they speak yeah. english what it's oh. just it transcends through every aspect of life and you see this and it's so prevalent in these arab yeah. countries because because most of them were colonized yep you know it's uh they, they colonize like your um uh, this sounds so lame in english but <laughs> in arabic it's so much better but it's uh, like they're colonizing your brains your minds um what's really funny is lately you know in the within the process of unlearning um i saw this uh, tweet and i have been it's it's been my mantra i guess you could say um of like, if you hear me mispronounce something, please don't correct me. I have no respect for the English language. And every time, <laughs> every time I say something that that just is so like grammatically wrong or just so mispronounced, like I butcher the word, 
and my friends correct me. I'm like, um, I don't respect this language, so please keep it to yourself. I'm not listening, <laughs> you know? Anyway, and <laughs> I, I, I also am interested to get your perspective on this because now, now I'm even more excited because I'm like, you're even feistier than I thought, so this is excellent. <laughs> I mean, we both work, I think, in, a, in an industry, the fashion, beauty kind of world. <laughs> I know that I've been kind of always trying to be conscious of the brands that I work with or affiliate yeah. myself with in any way. I've definitely fucked up before and have not done enough research because sometimes that shit is hidden. But how has it been for you navigating? Because you're a model. That's the thing. I feel like that's even more complex. You, I mean, it's just really difficult because you're essentially there. And I mean, for the most part, it's just like, here, put this on and do this. And you don't get much say in everything else that's happening behind the scenes for the most part. So what has it been like for you navigating that space while trying to, you know, perhaps (laughs) not support Zionism? (laughs) Okay, well, um, this is this is the kind of question that like some people ask me when I meet them. Palestinians ask me when I meet them and stuff like that, that um, is really difficult to answer. Yeah. Um, because, because of many reasons, but I'll start with the number one reason, which is that in Dubai modeling doesn't really exist. Um, a lot of it is, is about having a following and having, um, uh, a personality and also a lot like the billboards you'll see naturally. And this is obviously not new or fresh news, but a lot of the billboards and, and stuff that you will see will be mainly white people. Like the flying girls from Poland and from Russia and whatever, um, to come and and be on the faces of all the billboards, right? Um, not not of course to undermine and and completely like diminish all the work that a lot of the creatives here are doing and a lot of the new faces that are joining magazines and joining you know brands and stuff like that that are actually working really hard to make it more inclusive and more uh, region focused, but. In a nutshell, what I'm trying to say is that I I have to admit that a lot of my experience as a model comes from having a follower base, which gives me a bit of an upper hand in the sense that I can say yes or no to projects, um, especially because I've only started um, being managed recently. So way before that, I was completely handling my things. Um And even being managed, I still get to have a choice, you know, I have to say. But much like you, I have ended up on set with brands that I was absolutely unaware or I have missed doing the research, even though this is something I consciously tell myself to do. But sometimes, you know, it slips, uh, which is not an excuse at all, of course. But, uh, you know, you grow and you learn and you realize that, like, no, okay, I need to check every single little thing that I post about or whatever. Um, And, yeah, that's, like, the part that sucks because... Um, it's just you slowly start to realize that like oh shit they they literally own everything yep and for me that was the turning point that was the thing where I was like oh shit you know it's a huge bummer I gotta be honest with you it's a huge fucking bummer I was I got sent a PR package like two weeks ago and I was like let me see who owns this makeup brand because typically makeup brands are owned by a larger conglomerate, right? Mm-hmm, so I'm mm-hmm. like, I wonder who owns this brand. So I look into it and I was like, fuck. 
It's owned by Unilever. Lever. Unilever. I yeah, don't know. Anyways, they're fucking, you know, yeah. little Zionist bitches. And so I was yeah. like, oh shit. <laughs> and then I started just falling into this deep hole of like, I wonder about this brand. And this is obviously something, again, that I try to be conscious of. But, you know, sometimes you, you know, get a mascara and you're like, I'm just going to wear this mascara. Oh, my God, I really like this mascara. And then you forget. That is so dumb. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're a human. It's it's fine. I'm not I'm not too hard on myself about it because I'm just like, I know what my intentions are. And I know that I am trying. And I know that, like, it's something that I think over time I will hopefully get better at. And I will know just more about the industry. But also, that's the thing. Beauty brands are being bought and sold left Left and right. Yes. And it's, 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 so you have to constantly keep checking. But I fell into this deep, deep hole. And I basically created a list of, like, I don't know. 75% 75% of the beauty brands that I can yeah. think of that I'm like, you are fully manufacturing your products on stolen. illegal land, on, st- on stolen land. And yeah. fuck you. Like, I'm not, yeah, I can't, I'm not, I'm not I can't support that. On my face. Yeah, exactly. And so, or, or tell people to do it. <laughs> but a thousand percent. Here's the thing. Yeah. A lot of times there's this Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna mention two things here. First, there is this gray area of like, oh, um, this brand is being bought by the big conglomerate mm-hmm. who is owned by a Zionist mm-hmm. versus like this brand is straight up a Zionist, and then you get mm-hmm. into the whole mess, right? And and I remember reading something and like discussing something with a uh, with my friends and stuff about how like the BDS movement really, really, really pushes for cutting the specific brands that are directly affecting the, you know, the cause. But then again, you think about it and you're like, bro, like man, my life does not revolve around this mascara. No, I I can cut it out. It's okay. It's it's not a big deal. But also it's, it's really like, I, I was thinking about that because then my cousins on the group chat went off. They start to send all these pictures, all these lists, all these, all these products that they used to use that they found out were, you know, um, and it's from an Israeli company or whatever. And and you start to realize, like, okay, uh, yani, not only do we have to deal with everything, but we also need to, yani, we can't go grocery shopping in peace without without thinking, you know, like, yep. ah, okay, I'm paying to kill my own people. Yeah. Being dramatic here, but we all no, know. No, but, th- I mean, I am an American. I pay taxes. My tax dollars are funding what is happening in Israel? And it's like, yeah. okay, if I don't pay my taxes, I will go to prison. Yeah, I go to it like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, took if sorry, and it was. Don't apologize. People yeah. should know Arabic. In fact, if you're listening <laughs> to this and you don't know Arabic, stop everything you're doing and fucking learn Arabic. <laughs> when I when I get angry, I become very Palestinian. It's Same, ridiculous. Listen, um, what I'm trying to say is that you get put in a situation where you you literally feel helpless, and it's all part of the plan at the end of the day mm-hmm. of like making you feel smaller and smaller until you eventually like you just yep. drop the you car. give up yeah. because it seems too much and it seems unmanageable mm-hmm. which is why I for now have refrained from sharing the list that I've compiled because I don't want to present people with this overwhelming list and I want to find a way to make it 
not seem impossible. And like you said, there's also levels to this shit, right? And I was getting real crazy about it. Like I was like, okay, this brand owner is not a Zionist. They're not owned by a Zionist corporation, (laughs) but their investors are Zionists. Yes. Or they're invested with one pro-Zionist person in 2007. And you're like, yep. Yep. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. And it's like, my mom even told me, she's like, you need to relax. Like you should not be researching who the investors are, quite frankly, like get help. Like, are you good? (laughs) She was like, this is how, this is how they control and, 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 and make your life difficult. She was like, the exactly what you were saying focus on the she was like focus on the brands that you know are very much so very pro-israel owned by zionists that money is going directly there she's like focus on on boycotting those brands and then just try your best she's like you can't do the extra if you can if exactly exactly she was like yeah like don't make yourself miserable where I'm walking around the grocery store, literally holding a small diagram that I made or a small like infograph that I made where I'm like, Oh, I can't buy this laundry. detergent. I can't buy this laundry detergent. I got to buy this laundry detergent. And my mom was like, you need, I I called my mom jumping with joy because the cat litter I use is not owned by a Zionist company. I was like, mama, I don't have to change my cat litter. This is great. And she was like, you need help. Like you need to take a nap. You need to take a seat. Uh, But it's, it's, it genuinely truly is this feeling that once you realize that everything is kind of funding Israel in some way, shape or form, it is very heavy. It's a heavy feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's actually really funny. We're talking about this. I am right now in a process of, um, changing my skincare routine because one of the products that I used to use, two of the products that I used to use turned out to be, you know, belonging of one of these brands. And it really shattered me because I'm like, the thing is I've been trying to let go of that brand because it's fucking expensive Mm -hmm. and I have not been able to. So what I'm trying to say is I've been trying to, to, to stop using this even before I knew and I still was not able to, and I had to spare that extra cash to get these products to get rid of my acne. And right now I'm breaking out again. But it's like, Khalas, no. now that it's been proven and all these lists got, got yep. moved around. And yes, the, that particular brand is not under the BDS movement list, but it's the, a brand that I know about, you know, and I, I, I don't have to search for and look for Khalas, like I know about it. And now it's like, no, no way. I can break out. I'll, I'll do whatever. I just have to find another way to do it. And and that's the thing. It's like, as much as it was disappointing to just, as I'm writing down and adding to this list more and more brands, there are still so many other brands though, that are genuinely, truly, like I can say, Hmm. luckily most of my favorite brands are not in any way affiliated to my knowledge. And that, I mean, even though I'm telling you like every, I was just like, fuck, 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 fuck. And then I'm looking, I was like, wait, Tata Harper isn't Sunday Riley isn't like nice. owned by or an affiliate. Like, and I was like going through, I was like, there are these skincare brands that aren't, you know, mm. supporting the ethnic cleansing of Palestinian people. So yeah. that's <laughs> definitely, I would say it was a highlight for me. I really tried to focus on the brands that like, okay, these are brands. And I, again, like I want to find a way to share this and, and put this out there so that other people can feel yeah. relief. But again, I'm like, I need to, 
it's more so about presenting the negative stuff that I'm having trouble finding a way to not make people feel incredibly discouraged because it can be. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, it's frustrating. It, it really is. And, and like, I can imagine in the US, maybe it's a little bit more possible because, uh, you know, consumerism and, and, and uh, I mean, consumerism is, is everywhere. But in no. I guess entrepreneurship and like product creation in the beauty world over there, you know, it's quite dense and there's a lot of options. Whereas here we only get the big brands. Not only. Yeah. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna go so far to say that was any. And no and no the more accessible things and the much easier things to get around here are the stuff that are problematic in some way, shape, or exactly. form. Exactly. For me, whenever I'm trying to order something that um um you know, less problematic and more and harder to get in the in, in the UAE because it just didn't get to the market yet. I have to go through this service called Shop and Ship and it's like this whole process of them delivering it somewhere in the US and then I have to track it and, and ship it here and pay extra costs. And it's mm-hmm. like, hey, but you are, you just really need to plan every single detail of your life around Israel. And it's like, get out, get out, like, Get out of my life, man. And, <laughs> that's, and, and that's what I feel like people who aren't Palestinian or maybe don't really understand or know a lot about Palestine, not understand, but like they don't know that much is that mm. it definitely deeply in fact impacts the people who live on the ground in Palestine. The people who live on the ground in Palestine, Israel makes every aspect of their life harder. This is something that I've spoken mm. about with guests that I've had on the show were Palestinian, like just Everything that you can think of, yes, they, yes. they impact it. And mm-hmm. it's horrible and it's terrible and they're killing people and they're doing horrendous shit. Everything. They're fucking demolishing people's homes, businesses, bombing them, everything awful that you can think of. But then for the Palestinians who live in the around the world, maybe it's at a much lower level, I would say, but yeah. it's Israel does not stop right there. It, it doesn't stop there. It will patronize us like everywhere we go that's for sure and it's and it's everything about i think the palestinian existence mm. that is also i feel like people for a long time made lots of jokes about like oh you'll always know when someone is palestinian because they'll make sure that you yeah, know, they'll make they'll, sure you know they'll make sure you know and it's like what's so bad about that yeah like okay these, and- these are people whose land was stolen from them yeah. and they're their country's name is no longer recognized. Mm. What do you want them to do? Yeah. What What would be pr- more comfortable, more, more, more appropriate in your opinion for yeah. people who have been forcibly removed from their land? How would you like them to behave? Because I promise you, if someone even made me, told me right now, you need to move out of your apartment, I would be really fucking mad. And I have places I can go to. And that's the thing. For the people who live in Palestine, they don't have like, oh, I'll just go here. I'll I'll just go here. No, there's nowhere that's safe. So it's like, how do you want Palestinians to behave? Of course, yeah, we're going to be Be loud about it. We're going to let you know. Yeah. I'm letting you know, you know. And it's and it's getting more intense by the day. And I'm so happy about it. That's the thing. I've gotten to the point and I love music. I've only listened to Palestinian music for maybe yeah. the last like three months. <laughs> Me like too. that's it. Nothing else. Like I don't even want to listen to anything else because it's, it's my culture and it's important to me. And I want, yeah. 
I want it to be even more so a part of my identity than it already is because yeah. it's and more that's all I have. than ever. Exactly. That's all I have right now. Like, you know, some people have the key to their house. Some people have pictures, whatever. Others, literally, that's it. That's where it all lies. Um, so, Anna, I, I carry a refugee document that's issued okay. in Syria. All right. So, you know, on, like on the cover of it, it says... Um, uh, uh, what was it called? A Syrian document for Palestinian refugees. I don't know. In Arabic, it says "Wathiqa Suriya lillajiil al Palestinian." Yeah, that, okay? that's exactly. Yeah, that's what it means. Yeah. For that's the only thing that I have that literally states that I'm Palestinian, and you know, having this document doesn't really come with a lot of benefits, considering that you know, in my line of work and like just you know, in my hopes and dreams. I travel and I like to travel uh, and I would like to travel. It's a lot of pain in the ass and there's a lot of confusions that happen, a lot of errors that happen when you're applying all these automatic uh, online forms that they just, they just do not compute what you are, Yep. you know? Um, so my, my biggest dream is to have a passport much like an American one or a British one or, you know, generally European one. That would make my life easy moving around. But, you know, now that I'm getting a bit, you know, older and I'm, I'm, I, I see that becoming more real and more close, I, it's making me kind of sad because it's literally the only document that states that I'm Palestinian. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? The only official thing that, that li- literally proves that I belong to that land because at this point, خلص, that's it. There's nothing else. Yep. You know? And it's really frustrating. It's really annoying. Um, and no, I guess, and that's that's where being loud and obnoxious about wanting, telling everybody that you're Palestinian comes from. It's because if I don't say it out into the universe, uh, the universe is gonna come and like, you know, like d- diminish it and just kill it. And and that's something that you know. I think again, like I said, like the Palestinian diaspora, we experience it at like different levels as well. It's like. For me, okay, I have an American passport. Traveling for me is usually not a problem totally. I mean, I wouldn't say not a problem. I do wear a hijab, so a little yeah, bit Yeah, I was just going to say. But, yeah. you know, and my last name is Al-Khaldi. So, you know, I am yeah. randomly selected by TSA on a regular basis. You know, just just Muslim things. But, it's like, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, I too feel this thing where it's like, I wish there was some type of document. I want, I want to hold a physical something. And so I talked to my mom and she said, well, when you went to Palestine, you got something called a Hawiya, which a Hawiya is also kind of like a Palestinian identification mm-hmm. type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously not really very recognized by many people, but my mom got us when Hawiyas. we traveled there, Hawiyas. And I, when I tell you I have been scouring my parents' house trying to find it, I have not found it. No. I'm like desperately trying to find it. And I'm, my mom is like, I don't, my mom's like, I definitely didn't throw it away. She's like, I, I would not throw it away. It's somewhere. I just don't know where it is. So I've been You'll like find it. going to my parents' You'll house almost every weekend and just going through every box. Ugh. And I mean, we're talking about like two 
Palestinian people who are in their 70s who have moved more times than anyone has ever moved. And also these these people love to read. These parents of mine, they love books. So it's oh. just me going through boxes of boxes. It's like, okay, more books, just more books, yeah, books more. and books. And I am like literally in the shed and I'm covered in like dust and sweat. And my dad is just like, yo, just like, go to sleep. Like, like, just, my parents definitely are just like, you need to relax. And it's no. so funny to me. Because <laughs> I love how you said that at least five times since we started. They are constantly, like, even today this morning, I was like, Mama, I'm so sad about what's happening in Silwan. My mom's just like, I know, it's very sad, but like, you need to relax. The thing is, is like, my parents, because they lived in Palestine, they're, they're obviously sad. They're obviously upset in a way that I'll never fully understand. But like, the way they deal with it yeah. is much different. Yeah. And I would say, I am much whinier about it than they are. I am okay, much look, more dramatic. They're much older, so keep that yes. in mind. Give your cut yourself some slack. Yeah, 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 Think yeah, about yeah. when they were kids. I'm sure they were loud. Um, this is actually something I relate to a lot. The whole thing about the conflict between me and my parents. You know yep. how we're dealing with the situation. Um, my dad was uh, was um, uh, in like in, in based in Lebanon. You know what I mean? Like it was. My man was part of the freedom fighters against yeah. Israeli, and it is yes. to put it, you know, in this way. Um, and obviously, my mom, being you know a Syrian and stuff, of course, hundred percent, like no, no Israeli. Yeah. It's just خلاص, like it's a very known fact. It's the stort albet. It's the the basis of your life that like mm-hmm. we support Palestine. We oppose anything that implies the support of Israel, if not just yep. that. Um, and it, it, in in recent years, you know, when, when they're getting older and right now, all they think about is the safety of their kids and their families, which yep. is us, you know. Um, the way we react to these things, it, we're so f- fueled up and we're so full of passion and anger, especially considering that all the topics you and I talked about earlier, the whole like, you know, unlearning of Westernization and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. My dad, when he was young, yeah, he, Think of, like, I swear it's just it's unfathomable to me because I was here my whole life and the way I, I experienced all these things is so different. When he was young, he was he was asked to take class like this is high school. I'm talking high school. My I'm talking he was 15, 16 or something. He was given the choice to pick from French or English classes, and my dad was like, "Fuck both. I'm not doing. I'm not learning these colonial languages. I have no obligation to. It doesn't make me any smarter." And he went and focused on like other things and ended up getting in a lot of trouble, ended up taking a couple of classes of French and was after two classes, he was like, fuck it. I still don't want to learn this, this, this country colonized, colonized us, colonized Algeria, this, this, that, you know what I mean? Like they've had their fair share of, um, you know, anger and fighting mm-hmm. and stuff. But when they grew older, they have reached this like defeatist attitude maybe or something that by the time they were 30 or 40, they were like, okay, yeah, this is no environment for me to raise my kids and stuff. And thus your parents went to America. My parents came to the UAE. They raised us, but then they raised us and they didn't realize that like, hello, like I inherit your angle, your anger, your, your, your emotions, your stories. You are my, you're my parents at the end of the day. Um, so they become really shocked by how passionate we are. Yep. But, you know, I I was raised, uh, to, to, to watch, um, uh, Muhammad al-Durra get killed, you know? Yep. 
No, I don't think there is like, a single Palestinian who yeah. doesn't remember who's not traumatized. Yeah. I remember it. I remember. I remember seeing the the video. I remember seeing it and just everything. being like the lulling this, of his head, like everything. It was like I, like I remember the shirt that he like. I remember it like in my mind perfectly, yes. and it's like. How are we, how are we still, number one, how are we, how is this still happening? This is still happening. And after just, that's what, that's the thing, just existing in the world as a Palestinian, how can you not be filled with rage? How can you not be filled with so much anger and sadness and all of these emotions And like, I think it's more so like, the thing is, is my parents are still, they still feel those things, but, but they they have this, and they also have this peace of mind that I really try to remind myself of, which is that my mom and my mom and dad will say this all the time. They're like, Palestine is going to be free. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of that. That's that they say all they're like, they feel this assurance within them that like, this is, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. So yeah, be angry and fight and speak up, but just know, keep in mind, keep in your heart that Palestine will be liberated. Palestine will be free and they have it. And it's so embedded in them. Comfort. Yeah. And for me, it's actually quite the opposite with my dad specifically who, it just it really shocked me and and I remember feeling extremely confused and like devastated when I realized that my dad has lost hope and like yeah. to him he's like, Yeah, I'm not seeing a free like I'm not gonna see a free Palestine. I'm like, Khalas, right now all I wanna focus on is giving my children and my family a comfortable uh, environment mm-hmm. to live in and thrive in and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um which in itself is ironic because no matter what we will always be carriers of refugee documents you know what I mean? yep. but that's another thing anyway um i remember one time <laughs> i was just this was before everything now like i was just playing i don't know if you know the song um, yes yeah yes. So i was just playing it and it's like such a dumb song right it's just like all these countries uh, singing about freeing palestine it, and like it's wholesome to do the most you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah, what, yeah. that's as far as they went but anyway uh, I remember I was playing it and my dad passed by my room and then he walked back. I live with him. He walked back and he was like, damn, you know, when this song came out, I really thought, I really thought Palestine was going to be free. And he just started laughing. He was like, I was so dumb. You know what I mean? And he was like, I'm such an idiot. Like, well, <laughs> like, look where we are now, you know? Um, and, and, the more I hear him speak like that, the more I hear him trying to tell me, like, you need to stop talking that much online. You need to be careful what you say. You need to be careful yep. about wearing your kufiya outside and stuff. Yep. Uh, the more I realized, you know, like, shit, yani, they really got us, you know, um, down to the morale, down to the people who made it out, down to the people who were exiled, literally mm-hmm. to, to every single one of us. And I'm not saying we we lost hope. Of course, that's not it. Um, but we have reached the point where we are like, um, if you focus too much about it, you won't make it. And um, not everyone is ready to make that sacrifice, you know. 
and, and that's and just it's, like it's hard. true. It's true in some ways, though. And and my mom feels the same way. I mean, my mom is like, I'm glad that you are happy that you are you know outspoken about Palestine, but maybe you don't need to do it to that level. And I and I I got really upset about it because I was yeah. like, what the fuck are you saying to me? Same. But she. But the thing is, is also I think they have just witnessed and experienced things that we have not. And yeah. my mom was like. Do you know how many people I know who have been arrested or yeah. the FBI will, you know, do some shit just because she she was basically like it's it's genuinely for a concern of your safety yeah. because when when anyone is that outspoken about Palestine they're going to be targeted because the people in charge don't want it to happen. I mean, Biden was just fucking running around saying, oh, Israel has the right to defend themselves. Israel has the right to defend themselves. Israel has the right to defend themselves. Like that yeah. is the country in which yeah. I exist, you yeah. know, that is, and, and, but at the same time, you know, we were talking about American pride and all of these fucking things is, although I am through and through Palestinian, I still have the entitlement of an American that's yeah. the thing. I feel entitled. <laughs> I feel untouchable. Yes. I feel like I am not doing anything. You are. You are to to a certain mm-hmm. point. You really to are. a certain degree, though. That that's the thing. We all are to a certain degree. Exactly, and that's the thing. Because <laughs> I told my mom, I was like, "I'm fucking American. What the fuck are they going to do? They can't violate. These are my fucking rights. I can speak. I have freedom of speech. I can do this. Yeah. I can do that." Mom was like, "How many people do we know personally who have been imprisoned?" under false pretenses for no fucking reason. Every political prisoner in Palestine who has been arrested, none of them have committed any crimes. Exactly. Yeah. They are literally simply just being detained for simply being, being yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and speaking out and being loud and making real yeah. change. And that scares Zionists. It scares them. It terrifies and them. I, and I, I, I was like, well, then I guess I've decided that that's, that's a risk I am comfortable taking because yeah. I cannot be existing and be happy with myself without at least trying without at least trying. And I think yeah. that our parents and their generation, they've tried, they've put in the work, they've done what they need to do. I, that's the thing. My expectations out of that generation, I, just live your life. Be happy. Take care yeah. of yourself. That's my expectation. They've been through enough. They've been through enough. It's not, it's Fine. not on them. It's on, I think the younger generation, it's on people like myself who hold passports to countries that give us these rights. We should be the fucking loudest. We yeah. should, okay, we have all these rights. Cool. Let's, let's exercise our rights. Let us 100%. be the loudest ones because not everyone can do that. And that is something that That's we are, yeah, we need course. to be aware of. We need to be aware of. And it's in those moments that I'm like, you know what? I am happy that I'm American because yeah. I have a little bit more space yeah. to actually fight for the freedom of Palestinian people yes. in a way that not yeah. everyone can. 100%. I, I just find it like this whole conversation, um, the more you're telling me about how you, you're viewing, you know, uh, the speech about Palestine and just like talking mm-hmm. and the attention on Palestine stuff. It's just been really interesting, like to hear it from your side because you know, um, in the Arabic Arab region and in this in this part of the world, it's not at all like that. So it's really nice to to see someone who actually did what my thirteen year old really wanted to do and actually end up using it and not just do it for you know, like 
you didn't get your American passport and just did it for clout. You know what I mean? Right, right. now, there's something that can be done, and that's like that's the amazing thing. Yep. Is that you know there, there's um, there's a hierarchy of power here, and you know some people can use it to a certain again yep. a certain extent. And I'm being very generous here. Yes, uh, yes, but, yes. Yeah. It's, that's really it's nice. a very sad reality. It's a very sad reality. And, and that's why a lot of the times when I'm calling people out and, and, and calling people out to speak, I am always, for the most part, specifically calling to Americans, whether you are an Arab American or a white, I don't yeah. give a fuck. If you are an American, you are in a position where you can speak out. And I absolutely think you should. And if you don't, 100%. that's embarrassing. That's fucking that's, embarrassing for you. That's like... 100%. I honestly was very surprised with the responses I received once I when like when all the posts started going live and stuff. Um, I got a lot of Europeans, um, uh, even like a lot of Southeast Asians and stuff like going like, oh, wow. Um, first, they apologized to me, which I found like bizarre. Yep. And like, we're so sorry to message you about this, but I just want to say like, thank you for letting me know I was unaware of this and I apologize mm-hmm. for my ignorance or whatever. And, and actually like it moved on to what can we do? And a lot of people ended up, you know, reaching out to their mayors or senators or whatever, mm-hmm. like the politicians of any sorts. And regardless of where that took us or didn't take us, it's just really nice. Like how some people are slowly now realizing um, the extent of their power as citizens of, of, of countries that give them certain rights, let's say. Yep. Um, and I think, and this is something I've been saying a lot, we owe a lot of it to the Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. and, and all the protests that were happening last May, last April, May, you know? I think that's like a really huge part in this whole uh, global understanding of what settler colonialism is, of what white supremacy is and like what it means and what it does and all its implications and everything. And it really allowed for the Palestinian cause to be perceived in a way where the Western world can actually understand it. And eventually action can actually start being taken, if that makes any sense. Sorry, again, my English. No, your English? Yeah. Everything you said. Everything you said was perfect. And also like, I relate and I completely agree with everything you just said, which is why, you know, I don't believe in a tit for tat kind of activism. And, and during the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter, Matter sorry, movement last mm-hmm. summer, I, I absolutely was supportive in whatever ways I yeah. could, whether that be emailing brands and being like, why the fuck are you, where are the black people that you're working with? Name them. Who the fuck are they? Show me. Who are you working with? Like literally anything that I could do, I was like, I'm going to do it. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, it's the, the struggle of, of black people who exist in America is still very real. Yeah. And I went to dinner about two weeks ago with one of my friends and I hadn't felt that relaxed hanging out with someone who's not Palestinian in a very long time. And it's yeah. because we both, I mean, the, the, the racism, the systematic racism against black people and, you know, the oppression of Palestinians, they're not exactly the same, but the parallels are there. Yeah. And the feeling, and it was so funny. My friend said to me, she's like, I don't need to even know every detail there is to know about Palestine and Israel. But what I can say is 
I know what an oppressor looks like and I know what oppression looks like. And as a black woman, when I see what's happening to the Palestinian people, that's fucking Mm. oppression. That is oppression. That's the definition of oppression. And she's like, and that's all I need to know. I don't even need to like look into it further. I don't need to investigate it. I don't need to read about the history. I can look at it with my fucking eyes and I can see that this is literally the definition of settler colonialism. This is what it looks like. I know what it looks like. And I was like, fuck yeah. And that's, and that's why when I see what's happening and the discrimination and the racism against black people, I have not even experienced even an an ounce of what they are because Mm -hmm. although I am visibly Muslim and America is extremely Islamophobic, I still have white skin. And at the end of the day, that is good enough for a lot of racist people. And so I, I am fully aware of the racism and the discrimination that exists. And I'm not even experiencing a portion or a fraction of what black people experience every day. There is to it, you know? There is, exactly. And, like, and you fall within it somewhere, you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, and I I mean, honestly, I'm like, we could do a whole other episode talking yeah. just about this. Yeah, but yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> Nana, like I, I just really enjoyed this conversation so, 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 so much, even though everything we're talking about is absolutely a huge fucking bummer. There's no disagree. Everything we're yeah. talking about is super <laughs> depressing but important and, uh, and we have to have these conversations and and we should be able to laugh about them and still yes. you know have we still need to take care of ourselves and we can 100%. fight the good fight and we can still take care of ourselves and we are yes. i'm working on finding that balance the reason it sounds rushed in my voice is because i'm going to go to yoga and i'm going to yes. take care of you're myself you're going to capture yoga i you're am going to i'm going to try if the white man doesn't stop me if the white <laughs> man doesn't get in my way i don't know who but as long as the white man doesn't stop me I will make it to yoga, but where can people follow you online? Where can people find (laughs) you? Plug all of your things. Well, I'm on Instagram. That's where I'm mainly on. And it's uh, Lana underscore dot JPEG, like JPG. And no, that does not stand for Jean-Paul Gaultier. Thank you (laughs) (laughs) for anyone wondering. (laughs) I've got that. (laughs) Of course. Of course. The fashion space, I'm sure people are like, oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. Um, but as always, I'm going to have our Instagram account linked in the episode description. As always, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Arab American Psycho, where God only knows how many pictures I'll post of you because genuinely, ah. truly, I'm like, this oh woman, God. I'm telling you, I will frame photos of you in my house stop, and you will stop. find it creepy and you will just need to like let it I happen because it's fine. Overwhelming. Guys, I'm going to create a shrine on the Arab American Psycho <laughs> Instagram account. Oh my um, and, then, and then, you know, and if you want to look at pictures of someone else, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Nora E, where I am always just yelling about something, usually Zionism, right, but also be a narcissist and taking pictures of myself in every oh, which wow. way that I humor. We love it. We're and, here you for know, it. just reminding people, hey, we're Palestinian. We're here. We exist. We're in your fucking face. We're in your feet. And we're cool. We're- and we are cool. We're fucking and that, cool, man. We're, we're the coolest. There is no one cooler than us. Um, and, you know, as always, guys, floss your teeth, wear your sunscreen, don't be a fucking asshole, and yeah. let's free Palestine. <laughs>